Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul on Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Palt, and today I've got Jeff Rodriguez. He's a Senior Vice President of Engineering at uh, XP Power, and uh, we're going to talk about the issues of medical power and industrial power and some of the challenges that the uh, community is being confronted with. Isn't that right, Jeff? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. And that, that's absolutely correct. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you having me on and, uh, and, and giving me an opportunity to talk about some of the exciting products that we have here at XP. Well, the bottom line is, is that it's, yes, the products are important, but the, it's the application space. And I want to make sure that we have as many different companies that address the space from their perspective to help give the engineering community better solutions. And frankly, the medical and the industrial space are going through such rapid growth and development, and and it's odd. They almost seem to be converging in in power requirements, yet medical and industrial are such separate spaces. No, you're absolutely right. And when you talk about about, um, anything, I mean, at the end of the day, um, what drives um, anything is really the market space, and the, the the requirements that are derived um, from from the marketplace and from you know customer specific applications and and like you said you know there's definitely some some uh, uh, crossover between different industries you know we focus on um, the industrial space the medical healthcare space the the communication space and and so um, you know when we look at things we we say well what do customers need and and one of the things that we're seeing actually one of the many things that we're seeing uh, most recently is that customer spaces are um, more and more um, always requiring density. I mean, obviously, customer um, requirements are getting denser and denser with regard to their IP. They need smaller, denser products. Um, But the other big thing is kind of a green movement where you've got, you know, in California and other places across the world, um, you've got uh, in the United States and the U.K., this green initiative where, you know, we're, we're really worried about the environment. And, and as, comp- you know, bigger companies that have to have an actual policy in place to address um, those types of issues. And one of the places that we help out with that is, is by making our products more efficient. And, um, you know, so high efficiency is a huge, huge requirement for a lot of our customers. Um, mm-hmm. and, and reliability. I mean, that's a huge thing. Again, uh, as, as customers, you know, give their um, solutions to their uh, customer base, they obviously want to deliver a reliable product. And um, so that's another, you know, big deal uh, for us. And, and last is that, you know, speed kills in the marketplace. And, and when you talk to our customers, I mean, at the end of the day, they want to be the first ones to market with, with their solutions and, and what they've got. And the easier it is to integrate, a, uh, you know, a solution, or the easier it is to implement a solution, um, the faster they're going to be able to, to get to market and, and, and be maybe, you know, be the winner in their space. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of the things that we're doing um, at XP are, are definitely, uh, you know, geared towards addressing um, um, those types of uh, customer uh, concerns, issues, and requirements. Um, there you go. Oh, sorry. So specifically, uh, um, we've got um, <clears throat> products now where we're focusing on producing convection-cooled products. And what that relates to, relates to is no fan as part of the customer solution. And in order to get to a product that's convection-cooled with no fan, you really need to concentrate, as I mentioned before, on efficiency. And exactly. Efficiency 
efficiencies, you know, traditionally were somewhere around 88, 90%, um, which was, you know, very, very good. That was market leading. But today, in order to get to this product with no fan, you need to be more in the 94, 95, 96% efficient space. And that only talking about 6% or so in efficiency, but making that, you know, the last 10% takes 90% of the effort, right? And so, of course. Yeah, so getting, getting there, um, you know, takes some creative um, um, approaches at, at, at product development. And I wouldn't say that we're taking revolutionary steps because we are looking at tried and true topologies and components for topologies. But I do believe that we've taken an evolutionary step with our product, and we now have multiple products in our line that are, uh, you know, 96% efficient. And again, it's not about the product; it's about the space and what the customer needs. And so, if I was a customer and I was looking for an application where I didn't want to use a fan, um, I'd be looking at products that are, you know, 94, 95% efficient. And mm-hmm. you know, I think most people know that. The fan, traditionally speaking, as part of a um, as part of a solution or, or a hardware solution, is usually the long pole in the tent when it comes to reliability, right? It's usually the first thing to fail, um, mm-hmm. and so by removing the fan, you've just increased your reliability quite significantly, which decreases the um, obviously the downtime of your system. Um, it also uh, reduces the possibility of having to service the system if you've got kind of a remote application. And, uh, right. So well, you, the moment you remove the uh, moving parts, you know, you significantly increase reliability. It, it, but, the, but the other side of that coin is that it is a little counterintuitive to, to up your power density without some kind of forced air. You really have to have the efficiency. So they are convergent requirements. They absolutely are. They absolutely are. And, and again, in order to get there, you have to have you have to have this, you know, this product that, that can support that, that fanless operation. And so, um, you know, with the, with the topologies that you need to support um, this convection-cooled idea, um, there are some trade-offs. You know, there, there's definitely um, uh, an issue with um, thermal management or, like you said, you know, we, we, you have to figure out a way to um, generate the power. And typically the way that you do that um, generates other issues, or man- the other issues manifest. That's what I'm trying to get to, is that, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, great, I've got this very high-efficient product, but um, what comes with that is maybe a noise issue, meaning conducted or radiated, uh, you know, EMI. And so Which is a me- medical issue then. Absolutely. You've got medical issues, you know, because you've got leakage current. You've got, um, you know, um, uh, for, for test equipment and for industrial and um, communications equipment, you're talking about that EMC, so that conducted uh, B and, and radiated uh, uh, A type uh, requirements. And so how do you address those? And, and, and as a customer, you may get a product that fits well into your application, but then you have to address that stuff outside the box. Well, what we've done and what we've done as part of our, you know, solution base for our customers is um, create, is, is get all of that into a very, very dense space, and we actually address all of that um, for the customer and the solution. So, you know, you've got customers out there that need, like I was saying, high density. They, they don't want to use a fan. They want it to be easy to implement, right? They don't want to deal with 
having to address these noise issues and these things outside of or, or after the fact. They want these great, um, these great lifetimes. They don't want to have to service the product. And, um, you know, they're, they're worried about the environment. And so all of those things, again, are, are what's helping us um, basically develop our next uh, generation of product. There you go. Well, and, and that's so, that is so critical, Jeff, because the problem is, is that, as you were pointing out, it's all well and good to, uh, to achieve one of the requirements, but once you start going down that hole, there turn out to be a lot of other considerations involved to make it a true solution to the application. That is absolutely correct. I mean, there's so many facets to what makes a good solution. And, um, you know, hitting, hitting these points uh, one at a time, like you said, is, is great, but it's not a total solution. And so, um, you know, really being able to package a total, uh, easily integratable um, package in a single kind of point of, uh, you know, give it, to, give it to me, I want to put it in, and I don't want to worry about that portion of it, um, is really what I think a customer is looking for from a service standpoint. And that really fits into, you know, what I do here at, at XP is, um, you know, we, we talk about, just as you mentioned, what does a customer actually need? Let's forget about... Let's forget about the hardware. Let's forget about all that. Let's talk about what specifically are your needs for the system, for your customer, and let's give you a total, you know, a total package for that. And and it also, um, you know, there's a lot of variance when you talk about when you talk about power. Um, you've got different variables. You've got input voltage variables. We've got current draw variables. And again, you have to be able to address all of the things I mentioned across the entire power range, across the entire um, input range, and across the entire output voltage range. So that again, when a customer receives uh, you know, your solution, they don't have to worry about whether or not it's going to meet in their specific application. They want to know that what they're getting is, is, is across the board a, you know, a drop-in solution that helps them move forward and concentrate more on what they're, what they're making money on, which is their IP. <clears throat> there you go, Jeff. So why don't you give us a little bit of a, a quick rundown on the specific product that's leading this, You're, you know, in, in, in of your uh, new family of devices. Do you have like a flagship device you'd want to say for, as an example, hold up as an example of all of the functionalities and advantages that the family offers? Well, as luck would have it for you today, I do have a product uh, that we've developed <laughs> that, uh, that does address all of this, and it's called our CCB200 series. <clears throat> and this is a 200-watt convection cooled, so that means, again, no fan um, in a uh, power supply that uh, is an industry standard footprint. So by industry standard, I mean a widely acceptable footprint at 3 by 5 inches. So again, yeah. very power dense, and it'll drop right into, again, that standard footprint, which I think is important for customers. Um, what, what's been the current? What's been currently the, the, the power um, range that you could get in that footprint up till now? I would say um, effectively you could get up to 150 watts. So now, you really, this, is, this is a big jump. It's a huge jump forward. You might see some people out there with 180 watts. You, you might even see some people stretch it to 200 watts. But here's the catch. Those, all of, even the 150, 180, 100, 200 watts require a fan. Ours does not. Mm, big you difference. have to factor that in into the overall footprint. So again, yes, and all those products I was talking about are roughly 88% efficient. And so we've got this CCB200 product 
it's 95% efficient, which means apples for apples, comparatively speaking, even if the power supply that I mentioned earlier was fan-cooled, it's still putting about 27 watts of heat into your system, where my convection-cooled CCB200, higher density, no fan, higher reliability, is only putting, because of the 95% efficiency, only putting about 12 watts of power into your system, heat loss. That's great. And you eliminate the moving parts. You eliminate the moving parts. You eliminate the noise, which is huge for the medical and clinical space. I mean, if you're mm -hmm. sitting there having a, a process or procedure done, you don't want to hear the hum of the fan. You don't want to hear these things. It's annoying. And so, again, that's a major market driver for the clinical and healthcare space, and that is one of the, the major drivers for why we wanted to go down that road. If you're talking about the industrial space, well, I've got dust, I've got debris, I've got all kinds of things that could damage my supply. Well, if I've got a fan sucking air into my system, I can bring that right in there and, and, and prematurely cause failure. without mm -hmm. the fan, Or, or clogged no filters. Filter. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no filter, no fan. With a filter, okay, great solution, but you're now limiting airflow. So what's the trade-off for that? The trade-off for that is for the same amount of required power, you have to increase the amount of available power in your power supply. So for that same 200-watt space with the filter, you would have to build in a 400-watt power supply because you would need that extra overhead to derate the supply to the power output that you need. So Ah, uh, good point. Yeah, that's, I mean, and now you're paying for 400 watts of power, and you're only needing 200. And so these sorts of things all play into why this product is so exciting. Um, the other thing that really builds into the lifetime, and because, again, we've removed the fan, and that, that's something I think everybody needs to keep in mind, is the fan is now gone, and that was traditionally and historically the long pole in the tent when it came to reliability. Well, the new long pole in the tent, because that's gone, is the capacitors. And capacitor life has a direct impact on the lifetime of the power supply. Well, yeah. the way you increase capacitor life is by decreasing the temperature at which those capacitors operate. So because we're generating less heat and putting less heat into the customer system, those capacitors are seeing a lower overall ambient temperature. And for every 10 degrees that we can improve the ambient temperature, basically decrease it by putting less heat into the system, you double mm -hmm. the product life. For every 20 degrees you can decrease it, you quadruple the product life. And this product is actually rated to full power. Now this is another huge, huge point. Full power at 70 degrees C. So not only does it not use a fan, not only is it 200 watts in a three by five space, but you can get full power out of this product to 70 degrees ambient, where most, tradi traditionally speaking, most products start to G-rate at 50 degrees ambient and D-rate to 50% power at 70 degrees. I'm still giving you 100% at 70 degrees. We talked about that 10, 20 degree improvement over on temperature, uh, operating temperature um, mm -hmm. for, uh, for the capacitors and, and either doubling or quadrupling your product life. Well. Right. Even if I'm not a customer who, well, I don't use, I don't, 70 degrees, that's not important to me. I only operate to 40. I only operate to 30. No problem. You just gave me 30 to 40 degrees operational headroom that's already built into the product because it's rated 
to operate at full power to 70 degrees C. So you're automatically getting double, quadruple the product life. So this Bingo. is, I mean, I could talk about this all day long. It's very, very exciting to me. And uh, Well, I, I, can't, I can't let you talk about it all day, Jeff, but I know, what I will I, do. <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, the product does have a wide input range, um, it, which is also important for the industrial space. So as you mentioned, you know, these type of requirements cross over to different things um, or different spaces. Traditionally, you're talking about an input power range of 90 to 264, which is pretty industry standard. This actually mm-hmm. has an extended range to 300 volts on the high end, and that allows it to be used in three-phase applications for the industrial space. And so it's just a little extra headroom, and, uh, you know, for some customers it's going to be important. And it's, I think it's a notable, uh, a notable uh, attribute of the supply. Um, well, it does increase the flexibility. Absolutely. There's a lot of flexibility built into this. Um, we've got five standard voltages that are um, available off the shelf. However, we, as a standard operation, can make any voltage from 12 volts to 60 volts available to the customer base. So, and we've already got all of those UL approved and safety approved. So off the shelf, you might see 12, 15, 18, 24, 28, but that may not fit your application. You may need 20 volts. You may need 30 mm-hmm. volts. Mm-hmm. That's not a problem. We make a slight modification to the product, and it's already uh, safety approved. You don't have to worry about getting it reapproved, and you've got a, a great solution for your, uh, for your system. There you go, Jeff. Now, um, what final thoughts would you like to leave our audience with about this product and the application space before we close out the episode? Well, I would say that, you know, the CCB 200 series is an evolutionary step in products that are available in this space. It's got a dense footprint at 3x5. It's 200 watts, full rated output power to 70 degrees. It's got an extended AC input range, and it meets um, all of your requirements for safety agencies. It meets the green initiative requirements for low power draw and standby. And um, it's got great margin in the EMC. And anybody that's, you know, looking at designing a product in, all of that is going to translate to ease of integration, and that's really what this product is all about. There you go, Jeff. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us about it. Like I said, I like having people who can add some solutions to the uh, quiver my audience is carrying. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I just got into archery myself, so I understand the uh, analogy, and I appreciate it. (laughs) There you go. So I really do want to thank you. And I want to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to listen to us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Power. Have a great day.